guys. Uh, we had to cancel our Thanksgiving uh, service this evening because of, uh, because one, postpone, postpone. yes, po- excuse me, <laughs> postpone a year because someone decided uh, to come into this world with an unexpected entrance, as we'll talk about later. But uh, we want to kind of incorporate some of our ideas from the Thanksgiving service into this morning service. So Right now, we're going to provide an opportunity for you guys all uh, to say what you're thankful for. If you have a certain uh, member here at the church that you're thankful for, if you have a family member, if you're thankful for your job or your home, whatever it may be, uh, this is a time we're just going to open up the floor and you can stand up. If you feel so compelled, you can come up here, whatever, whatever, uh, whatever works with you works for us. But this is just a, a good time to uh, express what you're thankful about because having that spirit uh, of thankfulness is contagious. And uh, you begin to be more thankful for what you have when you see the people around you are thankful for what they have. So does anybody like to start off and, and, and tell us what you're thankful for? Go ahead, John. Thank you, John. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. Yes, good. Yeah, I was a little nervous there. I like humor. (laughs) He's thankful for his mom and dad. (laughs) You better feed him well today, Todd. short today with uh, adding a few extra things, uh, but I said, if I'm going to be honest with myself, I'm not sure how successful I'll, I'll be with that, so uh, <laughs> so we'll see. We'll go ahead and, and just open up uh, with a word of prayer, so if you'll bow with me. Father God, I just thank you so much uh, for uh, your many blessings, and Father, this is just a great time of the year uh, to uh, just be grateful for all that you give us and all that you provide for us on a daily basis. And Father, I just pray that we don't take any of your blessings for granted. And Father, I just thank you to be home with, with uh, 
my family, and I just, uh, we, we all have uh, many things to be thankful for, Father, and I just thank you for this time of the year where we can set apart uh, to just uh, recognize all that you do for us, recognize all that our families and friends do for us in the church as well, and just thank you for placing each and every one of us in a, a, a part of this church body, and it's in your son's name that we pray, amen. amen. Uh, junior church uh, can be dismissed now. Thank you, kiddos. I'm thankful for Katie taking care of the kiddos. Well, it's uh, good uh, to be back. Um, It's been a long uh, three weeks uh, for uh, myself and my family. Uh, For those of you who may not know, uh, I'm sure uh, all of you, or at least most of you guys know, uh, that Tuesday, November 5th, uh, about a little less than three weeks ago now, uh, our baby boy, uh, Ezra Ray McLean, uh, made an unexpected entrance uh, into the world, uh, into the real world outside of mommy's tummy. Um, and so Jamie, that, that Tuesday morning, uh, she didn't feel the baby kick uh, for a couple of hours, and she felt some pain that she hasn't felt earlier. Um, and so we gave her a couple of hours uh, to see if the baby would kick or move anything, but uh, he wasn't moving, so we just went to the hospital as a precautionary thing. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking, oh, everything is going to be all right. We're just going to make sure that it's okay. Um, and that's what I, I told Marilyn. Uh, we had the Tuesday morning lady Bible study that I was about to get um, ready to go to church for. Um, but I had to call her. I was like, hey, can you do me a favor? Can you call the ladies that we're going to have to cancel it for? This morning, we're going to the hospital. I'm sure everything is okay, and in the end, everything is okay. But uh, we went to the hospital, um, and uh, we went around 8.30 in the morning. And uh, about a half hour later, uh, they were saying we need to take this baby out now uh, for emergency C-section because there were a couple of complications. Uh, She had a partially torn placenta. Jamie did uh, the cord was wrapped around his neck, um, and that sounds really scary, but they do say that's, that's not super uncommon, um, and his vitals were just uh, looking very bad, so they went ahead, and uh, they had to knock her out. On, on the day of the birth, we heard a number of times, oh, this is unusual. We never had this happen before. It's like, that's the last thing we want to hear from you guys. Oh, this has never happened. Uh, but uh, her spinal uh, uh, block uh, wasn't working. It worked on like three quarters of her belly, but not in her upper left or upper right, I forget. So they had to totally knock her out. I had to leave and everything. Um, and so at 1026, uh, our baby boy uh, entered into the world. Um, and he had, obviously, uh, a few complications uh, that I won't go into detail today because I'm not sure I'll be able to compose myself. And I'm sure you guys will all hear about it sometime. Uh, as it turns out, being in the NICU for two and a half weeks, close to three, provides you with a lot of sermon illustrations. Um, so I'm sure you guys will hear a lot about that uh, in the future. But we just got discharged yesterday from the hospital, and uh, I'm grateful to be home uh, with my family. Uh, Jamie's back home uh, with the baby. It might be a couple of weeks before you see her. Uh, she's a germaphobe, and she's especially a germaphobe with babies, and she's especially a germaphobe with her own babies who spent two and a half weeks in the NICU. So it might be a while uh, with the cold and flu season. But we're, we're thankful for all of you guys, and, and all the glory goes to God. Can I get an amen? amen? God is good. God watches over each and every one of us. Uh, he, he's our heavenly Father that cares for our each and individual little desires and, and our little needs in life, and he's constantly watching over us, and uh, I couldn't be uh, more thankful 
uh, for that. And so I have much uh, to be thankful uh, for this Thanksgiving season. Uh, I'm excited to celebrate with my family. So my, a lot of our family came to visit us in the hospital, and most of them are coming back uh, for the Thanksgiving season. I'm excited to celebrate with them because it seemed like for a while uh, that we were going to be stuck in the NICU over Thanksgiving. Uh, but he had an awesome last couple of days, and so we got out yesterday. Um, and so it'll be fun to celebrate with them at home. I have, uh, we all have stuff that we're thankful for, right? We, we, we have families that we're thankful for. We have jobs that we're thankful for, our homes. We have food. We have freedoms. In America, we have a lot of freedoms that we can be thankful for. We have friends. We have church. We have so much in our life that we can be thankful for. And you should and you need to be thankful for all of those wonderful things that we are all blessed with. Because let me tell you, you guys are all blessed. I don't know if you guys realize that or not, but you are blessed, and you should, and you need to be thankful and grateful for what you have. And it's easy. It's easy to be thankful. It's easy to be grateful when everything is going your way. It's easy to be thankful and grateful when everyone in your family is healthy. It's easy to be grateful and thankful when you have a job. It's easy to be thankful when you're part of a loving church family. It's easy to be thankful when you get out of the hospital in time for Thanksgiving. It's easy to be thankful when things are going your way. However, it's often very difficult to be thankful when things just don't seem to be going your way. It's difficult to be thankful when you lose a job. I mean, that, that's difficult when, when you have to provide for a family and you lose that job and you're, and you're the main provider for your family. It's difficult to be thankful. It's difficult to be thankful if your house gets burned down or if you get robbed or something like that. It's difficult when you have something and all of a sudden it's taken away. It's difficult. It's difficult to be thankful when, when your family member is sick, when, when they're dying with, with cancer. It's difficult. It's difficult to be thankful. It's difficult to be thankful when you lose a friend, either through death or, or through some, some breakup or whatever. It's difficult to be thankful when you don't get out of the hospital in time uh, for Thanksgiving. And it, it's not our natural tendency to be thankful and grateful when things are not going our way. It's, it's not. Rather, we, we want to focus on what we don't have. But let me tell you, it is so, so, so important to be thankful in difficult times. I, I, I cannot express that enough. It is so important to be thankful through difficult times. And again, it's not natural. It's, it's not our natural tendency to be thankful when we're going through those difficult times, but it is so important. That, that's a lesson uh, that I learned in the past three weeks. I learned so much in the past three weeks. I think I learned more in these past three weeks than any other three-week period in my life. There's so many applicable lessons that you learn uh, when you're going through a difficult time. And, and again, I won't uh, really cover about uh, our difficult time these past three weeks. You guys will hear about it a lot in the future, I'm sure. Um, but this morning, we're talking about being thankful in difficult times, being thankful through difficult times. All of us, every single one of us goes through the, those times of trials and tribulations where things are just not going our way. And for some of you, you may be going through that exact moment right now. I, I, I was there with you just, just a couple of days ago, and it's so difficult, but it's so important. That's what we're going to be talking about this morning is being thankful in difficult times. 
Now, while we were uh, at, uh, we, we went to the NICU in Dayton, and they were awesome. Uh, I can't speak for the other units in Dayton Children's Hospital, but I know the NICU unit was awesome. And while we were there at uh, the Dayton Children's Hospital in, in the NICU, uh, we had a little uh, neighbor uh, next door, uh, a baby named Jaden. Uh, and now Jaden was born at one pound and nine ounces. Um, Tyler, his dad, uh, could fit his wedding ring. I mean, he, he's about a, he's, he's a tiny bit bigger than me, taller, but, but not really much bigger. It's about this size. He, he could fit his wedding ring all the way up his baby's arm. I mean, I mean, this baby was in critical conditions, and they had a number of scares. Um, they had a number of complications, as you could imagine, at being born uh, at one pound and uh, nine ounces. And now Jaden was born in July, um, and he's still in the NICU. He, he's been in there uh, ever since then. Uh, they're up to 130 days and counting um, in the NICU. And Jaden's parents, Tyler and Vanessa, uh, they spent every single night in the NICU since. Uh, that's 130 plus however uh, longer uh, they're staying there. And, and they stay every single night in the NICU. Let me tell you that those couches aren't the most comfy, the pull-out couches. It, it's, it's pretty bad. Uh, but uh, they spent every single night in there. And uh, they were our next-door neighbors in the NICU. And Jamie and I uh, began to grow, grow pretty close uh, to Jaden and, and his parents, uh, most notably his parents, as we didn't really get to interact with with each other's babies much. Um, but Tyler, the dad, uh, I found uh, has a lot of similarities with me. He, he's a strong Christian man. Uh, we were able to talk about um, some, some theology uh, with him while we were there, and I joined that. Uh, uh, Tyler, he played soccer all his life. Uh, I played soccer all of my life. Tyler was a soccer coach in the Say uh, program for a 12U boys team. I was a soccer coach for a Say girls team, 10U. Uh, Tyler, he loved to watch sports, most notably basketball and football. I love to watch sports. Basketball and football are my two favorites. He had a baby in the NICU. I had a baby in the NICU, and he was big into his family. If you could summarize Tyler in three words uh, from what I know, it would be God, family, and sports. And I would say that pretty well sums up my life, God, family, and sports. And, and Vanessa, the, the mother as well, had a lot of similarities with Jamie. Uh, they're both fine Christian ladies, very, very strong in their faith. Uh, they're both uh, very nurturing mothers, and they were both germaphobes, uh, they, they, especially when it comes to their babies. Uh, they, they could relate there. So we had a lot of similarities uh, with Tyler and Vanessa, um, and, and I look forward to connecting with them in the future. Uh, but they were truly a joy to be around. They constantly had a smile on their faces, constantly, constantly had a smile on their faces, constantly thankful for all that they had. I mean, with their, with their circumstances in life, being in the NICU for 130 days and counting, they had all the reason in the world to wallow in their self-pity, to, to let their circumstances dictate their emotions and their feelings, to just be down and depressed in life. But, but they weren't, not at all. Seriously, pretty much every single time we would run into them, they would greet us with a smile and say, hey, how's it going? How's baby Ezra doing? And they were so considerate, and they were so thankful and grateful for what they had. And that grateful attitude, that grateful heart that they had truly had an effect, not only on themselves, but on those around them. And, and again, they, 
of all people that, that I came into contact with, they were there out of the longest out of anybody um, who was currently there. They, they said some babies celebrate their first birthday at the NICU. That breaks my heart. Um, but, but they were there the longest out of, out of any baby at that time. Um, and I'm going to play uh, uh, just a two-minute video um, from Halloween time, and, and we can just see uh, their, their positive attitudes, Tyler and Vanessa, and, and just how grateful they are to, to be at, to be honest, they're, they're grateful to be at the hospital because that's the care that Jaden needs. And so if you'll go ahead and, and play just uh, the short video um, from Halloween time, um, and, and I'll try not to cry watching it. <laughs> We had Jaden on July 17th. He was 14 weeks early, so he was only one pound, nine and a half ounces at that point. Today is our 106th day here. Talk a bit. But the video we're, we're about to see, uh, Tyler uh, is a crafty guy, and he uh, made a, a big pirate ship, as you'll see, out of uh, Jaden's uh, little bassinet that they had, and uh, they got to go throughout all the halls and, and see all of uh, the other babies as uh, they, their baby w was decked, or their, their room was decked out, and, and it was very well decorated, and they just had a very positive attitude, a, a very grateful attitude, a very grateful heart uh, to be at the hospital. And that's hard to do, to be grateful and thankful to be in, in, in a NICU unit, as it's uh, not the most fun in the world. There's lots of joys. It's, it's a roller coaster ride. There's lots of joys. There's lots of highs. But there's also lots of lows as well, especially with a baby in as critical, critical condition as Jaden was. Keep going? Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, but uh, Tyler and Vanessa and, and Jaden, uh, they were hoping uh, to be home uh, for uh, Thanksgiving, and things were looking uh, well for them, but they had a setback uh, this past week, and now they're setting their hope to be home um, by Christmas. Uh, and that breaks my heart. Uh, they're, they're such good people. Uh, they, they certainly uh, don't deserve to be uh, going through that. But they were so happy. They were so grateful to be there. They were, had such a positive outlook in life, even though they were in there for 130 days and counting, even though they had their hopes of coming home in time for Thanksgiving and celebrating with their family, but that hope was torn away from them. They still had a positive outlook in, in life, and, and they, they were so happy for us uh, when we were able to go home, but I felt awful uh, that uh, we, we got to go home before they did, and they were there uh, for, for over 100 days longer than I. Oh, kidding. Just a joke there. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but also, while we were in the NICU units, uh, we, we ran across Tyler and Vanessa, who were grateful. And we ran across a couple other families uh, and parents who were grateful and had positive outlooks in life. 
But unfortunately, we also uh, came, encountered and came across a lot of other families and parents who just seemed miserable, who, who, who did not have a positive outlook in life. And, and, and they were kind of wallowing in their self-pity. They weren't focusing on what they did have, but rather they were focusing on what they didn't have. They didn't have a healthy baby. And that's awful. That's awful to not have a healthy baby that you can take home. But a lot of these parents, a lot of these families were just miserable. They were letting their circumstances dictate their emotions and their feelings and their thought process. And you cannot allow your circumstances to dictate your emotions, and your feelings. One, one great way to take control of your life through the, through the most difficult times is to focus on what you have and to not focus on what you don't have. Because in the NICU, lots of families and parents focused on what they didn't have, which was a healthy baby, and they were miserable. They were miserable. But then we, we look on the other hand, Tyler and Vanessa and their baby Jaden, who were there the longest, and was the, their baby was in the most critical condition earlier, but they were thankful. They had positive attitudes throughout it all. They had victory over their circumstances. They did not let their difficult times, their difficult occasions define them. Are we good to go now? Perfect, thank you. We'll go ahead and play the video about uh, Tyler, Vanessa, and Jaden. We had Jaden on July 17th. He was 14 weeks early, so he was only one pound, nine and a half ounces at that point. Today is our 106th day here, and he's almost seven pounds. The whole journey, we've been able to see him grow, and all the nurses here have been able to help him and take care of him, and all the doctors as well. So he just continues to get bigger every day. So the hospital, some of the nurses said, oh, we do Halloween really big here. <laughs> yeah. and so then in my mind, it was, oh, if we're going to do so Halloween big. big, let's do Halloween big. So, and it's our first holiday with him. Like, and so we wanted to make it something that he can remember and look back at one day and see the pictures and something we can do while we're here to have fun since we can't be at home. We knew we had pirate outfits. We're like, oh, let's do a pirate theme. And uh, so started putting it together and just kept going and going with it. And I think it took about 30 hours to put together in total. And, so it was just a lot of after work working on it before coming back here. And then on weekends, our parents coming over to look at him so then we could go home and work on it. We were super excited for this family. They've been working really hard on their Halloween costume. And we've been waiting and waiting. And we knew today was a big reveal. So we were super excited and we were not disappointed by what they've done. I've been here 21 years and we've never seen anything like this. So they're very creative. We were very excited for them. The outfit, the pirate ship is amazing. They've done a, they've outdone themselves and it really gives the staff a high morale and everybody's yeah. having a good time. The staff for us has been awesome. So we've, yeah. we've appreciated everything they've done and all of them are very friendly and, you know, they just, we know that he's in the best hands that he can be being here. And we've talked about that multiple times where if there's anywhere he could be, we want him to be here. And whether, if we can't be at home, this is the spot where we want him to be because we know it's best for him. Uh, that show. Full, uh, they were uh, to be there in the NICU unit, and you saw their smiles throughout uh, the the whole video, um, and it truly made an impact in my life uh, seeing uh, how positive and grateful that they were. As again, they were just grateful to be there 
in the NICU units. And we could see the, the, the stark contrast between them being so grateful and the other families that were not grateful. And, and it took a big toll on these other families and these other parents that weren't grateful and thankful for what they had um, in the NICU unit, for all, grateful for all the, the love and care that the nurses uh, showered their, their babies with. And uh, as, as far as me in, in the NICU unit, I feel like uh, I was in pretty good spirits uh, for uh, the most part. Uh, honestly, I, I was grateful uh, that uh, Ezra was uh, in the NICU unit, that he had the care. The, the, the care was phenomenal. I mean, it, it was top notch. And I honestly did not care how long uh, we need to be there, as, as long as he was getting the care that he needed. And, and I had uh, a positive attitude, and I was grateful uh, that Ezra was, was getting what he needed, even though if it meant uh, that we couldn't uh, go home with them. Um, but it was uh, about, uh, well, it was the second last day uh, that we were in the hospital. If you don't know, in that NICU unit, uh, every family uh, gets their, their own room, which is awesome because beforehand they had an open concept and you wouldn't be able to spend the night uh, with your babies. And, and so I was grateful to have our own room uh, with our baby and to just have good time um, with Ezra, even if we were in the hospital. We were making the most out of uh, what we had, and I was grateful for what we did have. But it was the day before we left uh, that uh, the charge nurse uh, came into our room and she says, the good news is you guys are probably going home tomorrow. We're like, yes. Uh, the bad news is uh, there's lots of babies coming and you guys are going to have to move rooms and you're going to a shared room. And I was like, are you, I, I didn't say that. I, I, I'm, I'm not that rude. But I was like, in the inside, I was like, are you kidding me? We're, we're, we're leaving tomorrow. And we, ba- we lived there for two weeks. We didn't go home, really. And we had all of our stuff. And just one day before, we had to move to a shared room. I wasn't thrilled about the idea of having uh, to live with another family in a, cram- a crammed room. Uh, they do assessments every three hours. Uh, which not me so much, but woke my wife up every time they did it, and our babies weren't synced up, and so waking up every hour and a half, and it was just not ideal, and I wasn't thrilled about having to share a room with someone in the NICU unit. And it was at that moment where I thought of what I didn't have. Uh, We didn't have our own room with our own family, and it was at that moment when Ezra was was at his best, was when I was the most down, was when I was the most, maybe not necessarily the most down, but that's when I was the most grumpy. I I was not the most fun to be around when I heard that we had to move rooms because I was focusing on what we didn't have, and we no longer had a room to ourselves. and I was focusing on, well, we had to share a room with another family. And, and I was, uh, I, I try to keep it to myself, but on the inside, I was grumpy. I was not happy that we had to move rooms and, and, and live in a small space um, with another family, with another baby um, that's in, in bad care. But again, that's what Ezra was doing his best. That should have been my time that I was the most happy because he was doing the best. I should have been grateful that he was improving and improving, but instead I focused not on what I had, a healthy baby that was soon ready to go home, but I focused on what I didn't have, a room to ourselves. And when, when we're going through those difficult times, we're going through those trials and those tribulations, and we're focusing on what we don't have, your life is going to be miserable. I'll tell you that much. Your life is going to be miserable if you wallow in your self-pity during these difficult times. But let me tell you, if, if you are grateful, 
if you are thankful, which is so hard to do during those difficult times, but if you are, if you, if you have the willpower to be thankful and grateful through those difficult times, let me tell you, your life will be so much better. Your life will be so much better. You'll be such a more happy person if you are grateful even in the difficult times. And again, it's not easy. It's not natural to be thankful when things are not going your way. But it is so important to do so because it will take a toll on your life. It'll take a toll on your family. It'll take a toll on your friends. It'll take a toll on your church if you're not grateful for what you have in difficult times. It'll be miserable. But if you're grateful, if you're thankful, like I was for the first 17 days in the NICU, not the last two, if you were grateful and thankful, like, like Tyler and Vanessa for the 130 days they were in the NICU, your life will be great. Not everything is going to go your way. That, that doesn't determine that your circumstances will be great, but you'll make the most out of your circumstances. You'll make the most out of what has been given to you. You'll make the most out of your hand. You need to be grateful in the difficult times, and it will have such a positive impact in your life. I saw it firsthand with the families that we were with in the NIC unit, and I saw it firsthand in my life as well. As I went from grateful the first 17 days, but that, but that second to last day, I was, I was being a bit grumpy because I was focusing on what I didn't have. And my grateful heart, my grateful attitude went down the drains. And that's when I had the least fun. That's when I was like, all right, I'm ready to go home now. So we need to be grateful. And let, let me tell you, we all have things in our life that we can be grateful for, even when we're going through the most difficult times in our life. We all have our family, our friends, our church family, our freedoms that we have here in America, the free gift of eternal life. We have so much to be grateful for that can, uh, that, that can carry us through our difficult times. And so you must be thankful during those difficult times. And James, in the book of James, he takes this a, a whole step further. Where I'm talking, we, we need to be grateful and thankful when we're going through those difficult times. James takes it a step further. If you have your Bibles, uh, we're not really uh, going to open up to uh, too many scriptures here. But if you have your Bibles, you can open up to James chapter 1. James takes it a step further, and James says in James chapter 1 and verses 2 and 4, he says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing." Here, here, James isn't talking about just having a grateful uh, heart when you're going through trials and tribulations. But, but here, James says, count it joy. Count it as pure joy to endure through those trials and tribulations. Count it as joy. And let me tell you, that's not easy to do either. It, it, it's not easy to consider a joy to be in the NICU unit for 130 days. It's not easy to consider a joy when you're going through the, the loss of a loved one or, or, or whatever it may be. It's not easy. But here, <laughs> these words are so important, and they can have such a huge impact on your life if you live out these words, to be thankful and to count it as a joy. Paul, takes, Paul talks about this as well. He says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is the will of God and Christ Jesus for you. Paul says, give thanks in, in, in some circumstances. No, he says, give thanks in all circumstances. That includes the circumstances that force you to go to the NICU unit. That, that includes circumstances that force you to lose a loved one. So Paul here is saying that even when a loved one of yours is dying, you're to be thankful. Be thankful that you had that much time to spend with your loved one. And be thankful for all of your other loved ones that you have in your life. Paul says that when you lose your job, when you're the main provider for your family, then be thankful. Be thankful that you had a job in the first place. There's people out in this world who don't even have a job. Be thankful that you can go and find another job. Paul says that when you lose a home, be thankful. How are you supposed to be thankful when you lose a home? Be thankful that you had a home in the first place. There's lots of people in this world who don't have a home. Paul says when you're going through these negative circumstances and these trials and these tribulations, to, to be thankful, to have a grateful heart. Because no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're going through in life, there's somebody out there who has it worse than you. There's somebody out there who's going through a harder time than you. There's somebody out there who, 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 who's going through these hard times and, and not putting their hope and their faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. No matter what you are going through, there's people out there who have it worse than you. No matter what you are going through, you can and should and need to be thankful. We're talking about the season of Thanksgiving, and it's so easy to be thankful again when things are going your way. It's so easy to be thankful when your family is healthy. But Paul here, James here, says we need to count it a joy. We need to be thankful in all circumstances, including the circumstances when we lose a family member, when we lose a job, when we lose a home, when our football team loses, whatever it may be. We need to be thankful. Just be thankful you're not a Detroit Lions fan. I'm sorry, Ben. You, you can cope with me there. But while we were uh, in uh, the NICU, uh, we had all the reason uh, to be thankful. Uh, we had loving and caring nurses. Uh, we had a loving family that came and supported us. We had a loving church family that showed their support for us and prayed for us. Uh, there were people throughout the whole world that was praying for us. Uh, while we were in Springfield and our baby was being transported over to Dayton, uh, we had a nurse who was a part of a Norwegian prayer group that had over 6,000 people in it. And she said that she would ask all the people in her Norwegian prayer group uh, to pray for baby Ezra and, and JB and I. And, and throughout the toughest time of my life, and, and I've had a, a really easy life thus far, but throughout the toughest time in my life, I had so much reason to be thankful. I had so much reason to be grateful. And, and, and I believe that through your toughest times in life, there's so much reason for you to be grateful if you just think about it. If you just quit thinking about what you don't have and you start thinking about what you do have, I think you'll see how much you have to be grateful for. If for nothing less... You should be grateful that you are the child of God. That God sent his son to die on the cross for you so that God could have a relationship with you. Each and every one of us have so much to be grateful for, so much to be thankful for, and you need to be focusing on that 
when you're going through these difficult times. I mean, uh, some of you parents uh, out there may be uh, grumbling uh, when, when, when your kids are crying, when your babies are crying. Uh, I've learned uh, to be grateful when my baby is crying because the first couple of days he was hooked on, on a ventilator and he couldn't cry. We could just see him cry. And that was so sad to see because I was be- starting to become thankful for when my baby started to cry because I could hear him cry no matter what you are going through. You can find things to be thankful for. And let me tell you, if you do that, your life will be so much better. And not only will it be so much better, but it's biblical. We're, we're, we're commanded, we're told to be thankful in all circumstances. And that doesn't mean just the good circumstances that you've been given, but that also means the negative the crummy circumstances that you've been given in life. And so if you have a thankful heart during a difficult time, you will have victory. You'll make it. I promise you. If you have a thankful heart during those most difficult times of your life, you will make it and you will have victory. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for uh, this day. Father, I thank you for the season of Thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for uh, the many reasons that we have to be grateful, the many reasons we have to be thankful. Father, I just pray that that we don't take those many blessings for granted. Father, I just pray that we can, especially this time of year, but throughout the whole year, we can focus on what we have. And we, we all here ha- have a church family. We all here have fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. We all here are children of yours, Father. And I pray that we can focus on that in the most difficult times of our life. And Father, I just pray that you give the strength and the endurance and perseverance to, to overcome the, the difficult circumstances, the difficult times that are sometimes thrown our way. And Father, I just thank you for uh, Ezra. And I thank you for Jamie. And I just thank you for this church family. Uh, And I just thank you for being such a loving and caring Heavenly Father. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.